You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, 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 yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. Have you ever thought to yourself, I'm trying to get everyone to agree here. I want everyone to get along. Why aren't we all getting along in this practice? Well, if you've ever said that to yourself, which I used to say many years ago, that's a tough spot. And today we're going to talk about why consensus, getting everyone to agree, is horrible for your practice. And it's not even a healthy goal with one of our amazing coaches, Adriana Booth. This is an important podcast. We are practice coaches, and this is a consistent theme. We work with leadership teams all day long on consensus should never be your goal. So please listen to this. I know you'll enjoy and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the best practices show podcast. The jam around here is to bring the best coaches, the best thinkers, the best leaders in all of dentistry to give you some advice and some tips to help you create a better practice and a better life. And we're going to do exactly that with one of our amazing coaches here. Her name is Adriana Booth. And we're going to be talking about why consensus is horrible and why you should never strive for or try to achieve consensus. AB, that's what we call her around here. Thanks for being on. I appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. This is an exciting topic for today. Very exciting topic. Now, the reason this is an exciting topic, and I'll explain, we are practice coaches. What we typically do day in and day out, and what AB does is we coach great practices across the country. They have usually gone to some education. They've created something special. We usually don't get bad practices that, you know, there's a few that are like, I don't know what to do, but most of the practices we get are really good practices and they're stuck. They want to continue to grow. They want to continue to enjoy more and they hit these ceilings. And our job is to make really good practices great. And one of the challenges that they run into is a leadership team or people being aligned or trying to keep everyone happy or just trying to keep everybody on the same page. Tell us more, A.B. Why is this such an important topic all day long as we coach people? All day long. All day long, it is. And 
you know, I even think back to, uh, I'm, you know, a hygienist and thinking back to working with single or multi-doc practices who wanted to be really great leaders, but they didn't have someone like an ACT coach to lean on or the ACT community to show up, ask questions and see what other people were really doing when it came to being a good leader, besides maybe reading a book. Yeah. And that's really hard to implement. So we lean into, obviously, a lot of books and education, but at the same time, we work on vision, mission, core values, everything that we need to really align our leadership team, whether it's multi-doctors, multi-owners, or office managers with their doctors. But what we are finding is that is what our doctors and owners are craving, is they want to be a really great leader and for all the right reasons. And you're right, Kirk, we are so lucky here. We attract the best of the best. Yeah. And we have some really great practices that we get to work with. Absolutely. I want you to, we're big fans of Patrick Lencioni's work. Mm -hmm. And before we hit the go button, we always love to share reference points. You gave me something. I I want you to share this with our, with our listeners. What was the quote you shared with me? Consensus is horrible. Why? Isn't that crazy to say? You know, we all think, why consensus? But we all just want to get along. But that isn't how it usually works. Right. We all just agree on something quickly. It becomes an attempt to please everyone. Yep. And we're not having that really good productive conflict that isn't fighting. It's just really hashing it all out. Yeah. And coming to a really great decision, not just everyone nodding their head saying yes. Absolutely. So a couple things for this podcast. We're going to walk you through how all of this works. And if you've been a regular visitor or listeners of the podcast, you know how this works. You know, agreement or consensus should never be your goal. Alignment should be your goal. We don't have to agree, but we do have to be aligned. The lack of alignment at the top, if there's any crack in daylight between leaders on how they are aligned, it blinds everyone else. No different than Sarah and I, my wife, with our four kids. We don't always have to agree, but we do have to be aligned on what we're going to do and why so that everyone can work together in this whole process. And you're exactly right, A.B. When you're trying to keep everyone happy, you're a wuss, just like I was. For many, I still am a wuss. I mean, but I'm, you know, I, I borrow that from Patrick Lencioni. I've been clinically diagnosed as a wuss. <laughs> I love people. I love people. I always want to keep people happy, and that was I didn't realize how dangerous that is when you're just trying to keep people happy. The attempt to create consensus is a horrible leadership trait that you have to work on to make sure that hey, look, we got to be aligned. You know, and you know this, if you have, you know, you have any relationship, whether it be home or a business, we got to be aligned before we go to work, whether it be a sports team, whether it be a family, whether it be a work team, whether it be a doctor and a specialist, we may not agree where we're going to go with this patient, but we do have to be aligned because we're both serving a patient. Why is this so important, A.B.? Oh, so, you know, in preparing for this podcast, you know, I pulled a lot of my just absolute favorites and you know, Traction, Patrick Lencioni's multiple books, um, there was a few key points. Um, and I'm going to kind of read them off to you. Um, when our leadership team is aligned, 
your team will become more aligned. Right. They will invest naturally just more of their time, their talents, and their energy working toward exceeding the practice goals, not just meeting them. When we are misaligned at the top, it sends mixed messages. And your team really, they lose faith, they lose trust. And it's not trust in you as a person, it's trust in you as a leader. Yeah. And that can be really heavy weighing on our leaders. Kirk, as you know, and Kirk is the best example of this work. Actually, the results are amazing. You know, he has put in the hard work and he's a really awesome leader. You're being very kind, you know, um, and we've been through we've been through the mud together, A.B., and, you know, 26 years of doing this. I've made more mistakes than any human being on the planet. I don't think anyone could stay employed as long as I have here at Act Dental by making as many mistakes as I have. But I want to go back to what you just said. You know, the alignment, when it exists, you're going to have, you'll have more ROI. You'll have more energy. You'll feel things moving. And everyone knows their swim lane. If you don't have rules when you're communicating, everyone is trying to, you know, trying to further their agenda or how they feel. And so I think, number one, you got to have some rules type of a thing. But the misalignment, which I've experienced many times in my career, you can fake it. You can try. You can go, oh, yeah, we are totally aligned. But everyone around you can feel it. It's palpable when two leaders are not 100% aligned. Oh, it's like a thick fog in the air. And no matter what comes out of your mouth, we feel that tension and it is heavy. Would you not agree? Absolutely. You know, it. we don't say this um, lightly, but we do. It's like when you're a kid and you have the good parent, bad parent. Right. You have the parent that might say yes to everything. And the parent that say no to everything. You go to the yes parent. Yeah. It's the same in a practice and a leadership team. If they are not truly aligned, you're going to have your team members going to one person, going to this person, because they know what they want to get the answer to. Yeah. Um, and I think that really speaks to when our leaders are aligned, they will convey the consistent message to the team. And that gives direction to the entire organization. You know, consistency really is key. And that leads into one of our points, and I'm sure you're getting ready to dive right into, is the vision. Yeah. Where are we going? What are we doing? Absolutely. So I love this. And again, this is such a hot topic that we have in conversations all day long. So if you're listening, I'm going to give you a little bit of the how. Like, you have to have alignment time. Here at Act Dental, come by any day. You don't need an appointment. Just show up. You can see it. The single most important thing I do all week is called alignment time. So it's leaders on our team. I have to have regularly scheduled alignment time because if we don't talk for a couple of weeks, things get weird or we miss one or two meetings because there's a lot of activity in any business. And all too often as an entrepreneur, you tell yourself, well, I don't have time. I don't have time to sit down and talk with my partner or my members of my leadership team. And that's when your self-talk turns toxic. It's like me telling myself that I don't have time for date night with my wife, or I don't have time to have dinner with my kids because I'm just too busy. So I think you got to ask yourself, like, where is your time best spent? And I would tell you as a suggestion, your alignment time, nothing trumps that because we're going to go to work 
And we're, we want to be working on the same things because if you aren't aligned on same things, here's, here's what I would say. Oh, I'll schedule a meeting with that person. Let me take care of that. Don't worry about that. And you have all these stories in your head and it goes all over. And it does lead exactly to the vision thing. The vision thing is so crazy. Step number one in getting rid of consensus is we've got to be aligned on the vision and agreeing on what we do as an organization and why we do it. So take us through that because we coach a lot of practices and people skip over this all the time. So if you're like, oh, I got the vision right. I don't think you can spend enough time on vision. Vision is crazy important. It's like saying, I don't need a blueprint for this house. Let's just go to work on it. No, the vision for what it looks like is key. Even down to things you might not like, which are curtain choices or shutter choices or colors of cabinets. All that stuff matters because there's nothing more expensive than putting in kitchen cabinets that are the wrong color. And don't ask me why I know that. So <laughs> why, So go a little bit further on vision. So if I want to get rid of consensus, A.B., how do I flesh out some clarity in the vision? I, it's it's really it sounds basic and it really is it like you just said it just takes time and investing the time the leadership team needs to be aligned on where are we going what's it going to look like when we get there um, if you have someone hopefully you have a visionary on your leadership team that has a little more of a creative brain and they can picture what it would look like if we got to where we wanted to be. That is key in sharing with your team because it's why do they come to work every day? Yeah, They come to work because they know your vision and they're on there with you. They're right beside you doing the work. When you deliver the vision to your team, you have to remember that it is an ongoing process. It is not a let's just show up once I wrote it out. Here it is. Now you know it. It is something that has to be in conversation regularly. It's just not a one-time event. And that is what leads most practices to kind of get off, maybe going to the left a little bit. It's like, whoa, 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 here's the vision. Let's bring it back. Let's get on track. Because once your team is inspired by your vision, it's contagious energy. Yeah. They're informed. They're aligned with the goals. There's just no question of where we're going. Okay, let's hit the feet to the ground and let's get there. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm picking up what you're putting down 100%. In an age that's quite different than 10 years ago or 20 years ago, you know, finding, keeping, and nurturing a great team, they got to be regularly and consistently inspired, which means you're not coming up with new things all the time. We're putting out the vision, which are, why do we exist? Who are we? What are our core values? You know, what are our goals one year, three years, five years from now? And being incredibly consistent with that. And as you start to do that, people say, I work for a great organization or I want to be part of this. There's got to be a bigger why in this whole process. So again, you need space for this. One more thing, the caveat to having a vision, you can't have two or three visionaries in in a practice. You just can't. And that does happen where you've got two or three partners and two of them are visionaries and they never agree. And they'll probably never completely agree ever just because all they do is live in vision. I actually live in vision almost 100% of the time, which is not healthy. 
And I have a partner in this journey and his name is Dr. Barrett Straub and he is our integrator. So he loves the details. I love the vision. And so together we become a perfect complement. And so if you want to learn more about that, read the book Traction or get get a grip, you'll get some. But that those two concepts changed our lives. But let me go back to the vision thing. You've got to agree as an organization on what you do and why you do it. Now, when you have that established, like the core values, you can always lean on them. People start to see you're consistent. And I'll use the word consistent over and over again. The signature of mediocrity in any business is constant, constant inconsistency or chronic inconsistency. So you want to be incredibly consistent. The vision shouldn't change that much. You should just add more color to it. You should add more details to it. You shouldn't be, you know, pivoting every so often. So what's step number two to get rid of consensus in our practices? Well, there are three parts to step number two. Okay. And, you know, as we talked in vision, it's everybody be on the same page and leadership. And like you said, we have to be careful of the different styles of our leaders And there's danger in having, like you said, all visionaries. There's also danger in having all drivers. Right. We've got to have a happy balance. So part of that, if you don't have that balance and it's just not possible in your practice, then we have to kind of turn internal and really work on our communication. Be open, have vulnerability-based trust and accountability. So that way we can take whatever tools we have naturally and work together with them. Alignment will promote clear and open communication between your leaders. We have to be committed to the same cause or vision. We have to be committed to open and vulnerable communication, knowing when to say, hey, I'm wrong, you're right, or I shouldn't have done this, I need help with this. And knowing you're not being judged for it. Yeah. You're just being looked at as like, hey, because naturally, and I know I've said this before on other podcasts, at the core of most of us, we just want to help. Right. And we want to help others get to where we're going, whether you're a leader or a supporting team member. Um, Vulnerability-based trust is something that Patrick Lencioni talks about a lot. And it's being able to look at your fellow leaders and say you need help. Right. You know, be open and honest about what you also want it's the foundation of true effective leadership because when our leaders are aligned it's going to foster trust within the entire team not just the leaders and we can have better collaboration and teamwork yeah now that leads us into our accountability which is one of your favorite things that you've put into play in our own company is our functional accountability chart Yeah, we call it the FAC, Function Accountability Chart. And so in your practice or any business, you have to answer the question, who does what? The better you answer who does what with two caveats, you know, designing your, you might want to call it an organizational chart. I don't really love organizational chart. Function Accountability Chart speaks more to me because every practice has functions. And you've got a financial function, you've got a sales function, you've got an operations function, Whatever you decide, and then the people that occupy those seats have to have two very important characteristics. Number one, they fit your core values. Number two, they can get results in that role. If you check both of those boxes, typically 
your function accountability chart speaks to the health of your organization. And we see it all the time. 80% of your problems and 80% of your future success is in that chart. No different than the Green Bay Packers, no different than the Milwaukee Brewers, or no different than, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks, which I'm in Milwaukee. You guys, Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> you get the right people in the right seats doing the right thing. Things start yeah. start to get better really fast. You're amazed by how fast they get better. But let me go back to what you said. You know, the alignment piece, you have to have space for that. So let me add just a little bit of clarity from my perspective, because I love this. I've always heard vulnerability-based trust, but you can't do it on the fly. It can't be a flyby. You know, let me tell you what's on my mind and I'm going to be vulnerable with you. And it's in the middle of the afternoon in between patients. Can't do that. That's why you got to have set meeting times. People always say, well, I don't, I don't have time for meetings. I'm like, that's crazy. Why would you even say that? But once you start to set these meetings up, you are now predictable. People know what to expect from you. You can be consistent. And when you start to be consistent at home, at work, on a sports team, people start to trust you. They go, I trust her. I trust him. I know what to expect. And you can also introduce space for vulnerability-based trust, which means I'm going to tell you exactly what's on my mind. And I trust that we're going to be okay at the end of this. And as you start to do this, you become more and more aligned. It gives you the space for the conflict that we all desperately need, which is we are not aligned. Let's get aligned. I don't want to tell you that I walk into every meeting and we're aligned. We're not. There are many days we're off. And I think to myself, okay, I got a great team here. Let's get aligned. Let's look at some data. And data usually is the fastest way to point on it. Because if I'm going to stay on the emotional side of things in any meeting, I'm going to tell you how I feel. You're going to tell you me how you feel. And boy, at the end, we're not, we're not going anywhere. But if we can start with data, we can start to get aligned on what we agree on. Okay. We need this to be healthier. We need this to be healthier. And so that points to a little bit of the how when it comes to communication, vulnerability-based trust, and a function accountability chart. What's the third component? Once I get all these in place, AB. Now, the other thing I'll say is like this stuff doesn't take a week. It takes long-term no. commitment. As an, as an entrepreneur, if you're listening, which I hope you are, be committed to the long haul. Don't be like, oh, I got to just do this in the next couple months. Say to yourself, I'm driving to work, listen to this podcast. I'm going to create a healthy practice. I want healthy leaders. I want healthy communication patterns. I want a healthy business. I want it to be aligned. I'm in it for the long haul. So if I'm in my 30s, I'm thinking two more decades of this. How do I set up a regular delivery system to be able to do this? Am I in the right path, A.B.? You absolutely are. And it was, you know, it's it's always nice when we're coaching a client who they're already a really high level clinician and they've got their ducks in a row. But what they want to work on is truly their leadership. And it doesn't matter at what point in their career. As soon as you feel like you need to work on it, jump in yeah, and just start start working on it. And he said one of his goals in our coaching process was to build a better culture. And, you know, we talked about how it takes time. It's a marathon. It's actually probably like an ultra marathon. For sure. Uh, and, you know, we're about eight months into his uh, first year. And he says, you know, I'm really realizing this thing's going to take a lot longer than I thought. Yeah. And, and I said, I'm glad. Oh, are you telling me I'm right? You yeah. know, but we could make a joke about it. But. It was nice to see that light bulb go off. And he said, well, I'm, I'm committed to it for the long haul. Yeah. 
It's it's something nobody wants to hear that this is going to take a while. It does. It just does. And the thing that we say, I'm the chief repeating officer around here. So here's one of the things I repeat all the time to not only our team, but our clients is that practices don't get better. I've been doing this a long time. I've never seen a practice get better. What happens really is leaders get better. Somebody gets better. We have a you know, so many great young dentists, whether they be male or female, and I see them quarter after quarter, I'm like, wow, she is getting good at being clear and consistent. And you know what happens as a byproduct? The practice takes off. And they get really good about what they don't like. They're like, nope, I've seen this before. Not going that direction. And it's so refreshing to watch a leader grow. So if you're wondering how to get your practice to be better, bottom line is, the leaders have to get better. The better the leaders are, the better the practice. So let's talk about results because we've talked about like the stuff that's really important, but ultimately we got to have a results component, right? We do. And that's really the byproduct of working on the first two steps and being really committed. And then that's when the results, they'll start showing up. But also we all know that that is really our goal in the end is to see this stuff come to fruition. Um, an aligned leadership team, one of the things that they are going to see when it comes to results is they can actually execute at a much higher level towards their strategic goals, towards you know their targets. And we have a great tool for that, the OGT. Um, when everyone is working together in alignment toward the same goals, like you said earlier, the magic just starts happening. Yeah. And you're going to get there a lot faster. They also have a shared responsibility at that point. The trust is built. They're going toward the same vision. They have the vulnerability-based trust with the hard conversations, with the great communication. They know what they're accountable for on our FAC. So they all have commitment to that end product, which are the results of their strategic yeah, absolutely. And if you want a little peek at that, the OGD tool, which is the outcomes, goals, targets, you can go down to the show notes. You can download the tool yourself and you're going to see it'll take you through a process in which whether you have one leader or 10, we got to come together on where we're going and how we're going to get there. And it's the first step. So go down there and check that out. And then also, you know, the aligned leaders have a shared responsibility for the strategy and outcome. Um, when this starts to happen, but really what really happens once we, there's, there's so many other unintended consequences. You feel better going to work. You start to believe in yourself when you are aligned with your leaders. You're exactly right. AB, you can get more done and it looks more efficient, but you also feel better. The, I'll add this cause I'm prompting you with a question, but I'm also going to give you an answer. It's like, it's fun to watch our teams that have multiple leaders that get more aligned because their goals get bigger. Not because they're just making bigger goals. The team members go, I think we could do a little bit better. And you say, what? It's crazy. You create this collective confidence, right? And there's like this neuroscience component, right? Exactly. There is. Um, I found this quote and I've used it for many of my clients. So if they're listening, they should be listening because they listen to all of our podcasts. It's when we have a goal our brain actually will start finding ways to get us there. And 
One of the quotes in that same article that I read about all the neuroscience behind this was, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Right. So we start with a positive attitude. We can do this. Your brain gets on board and is like, okay, let's figure it out. We'll find out how to do it. Yeah, I love it. You actually have, you know, the, the thing that you'll learn in this whole journey, working with people or just being a human being, is that 80% of your self-talk is usually negative. You don't really say, I'm a great, you like, but once you start to work collectively with other people, you get rid of consensus, you start working in alignment, your self-talk starts to change. You start to say to yourself, we can totally do this. And the reason I say we can totally do this is I've experienced three quarters of us doing it. So quarter four would lead me to believe that we can do this again. And that's part of what the process is. A lot of times when we're coaching practice and we're coaching you a little bit today is we got to get everybody at the top aligned about where we're going. So things don't get weird here and you can create that consistency and that calmness that you want. We're all striving for this calmness, but calmness comes from clarity consistency and alignment not agreement so awesome awesome ab i love this well, any last thoughts or final takeaways you have on why consensus oh, is horrible <laughs> well i think it's just you know at the basis of it all it's just a healthy and aligned leadership team is really the catalyst for our practices being excellent mm-hmm having a healthy culture and a healthy team and being adaptable. Yeah. You know, this environment's ever changing. So if we have all those things in place that we talked about today, you're golden. Yeah. You're, you're going for it. Yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, we love our clients. And one of the challenge we always say is like, we're, what's happening? If somebody's not achieving their goals, it's never in the middle. That's the problem. You know, if you look at a bottle, the bottleneck is always at the top. It's never in the middle. And so it's usually an alignment or a clarity issue or a, a doctor just really doesn't want to do it. So the whole point of this podcast, and again, if you're listening, is this, is don't shoot for consensus. Get aligned. When you get aligned and you've got a regular, you know, communication system where you can be vulnerable, you can be clear, and they see, your partner see, your leadership team sees a tremendous amount of consistency, trust will skyrocket. People will trust you. They'll trust you now. They'll trust you with bigger things. And that, my friends, is the currency in every business is trust. So, AB, thank you so much for being on. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah. And so if you're wondering like, well, I get it. I, I totally get it, Kirk, but you don't understand. So a couple things you can do. I'm going to encourage you to download the OGT tool to one of our favorite tools. Uh, just by going through that, you're going to have so many questions with other members of your leadership team. Now, you might be a solo doc. You're like, I don't have a leadership team. Well, then you need a coach because now you have a leadership team. You've got a coach and a doctor and possibly another team member in there. So you can't do this stuff alone. You need somebody to talk to about where the business is headed. And if you're really looking to step to the next level, we have our To The Top Study Club and you can come for free. We love what we do so much. We have a regular study club. It's called To The Top and it's our best stuff. We bring it every quarter, once a quarter. You come visit us one day. It's on Friday. We start at eight o'clock in the morning. We finish at three. You can be home. And- you think about this, you're going to go to work for 90 days. Give us one day where we can get you and your partner or just you 
aligned on where you're going to go, now you can go to work for 89 days. Well, we're hoping you don't work 89 days, but like you get better and better and better and better because your practice needs you and your leaders to get better. So we'll see. We'll put a link down there. You could have a golden ticket if you want. If you love it, you can stay. If you don't, you can just say high five. I didn't love it, but then I know that won't happen. So uh, make sure you check it out. So cool, cool, cool. We'll put those in the show notes. Hey, AB, stick around while we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the best practices show. If you enjoy today, as always, do us a favor, hit the share button, keep sharing this with your friends. I don't know how this is growing. I don't even care what. It's just fun. Keep sending us suggestions for things you guys want to see. We love this profession so much. We're going to keep bringing it. So you keep showing up. We'll keep bringing it. So until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.